Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical, and I would like to thank everyone for joining me today. What's the word, everyone? I like to give shout outs to all my listeners. I like to give shout outs to for those who make me last by giving listener support for the podcast. And that's something I never really get a chance to do. It's uh, give out my Instagram, you know, because I want to interact with you all and and uh, talk to you guys and, you know, just find out what's on your mind and, you know, just kind of exchange information, you know, just talk about some movies here and there, whatever the case, or some some gripes you might have with me or you want to send me a shout out. That's what's up. But um, if you go to Insta- Instagram at Critical Blue Reviews, it's critical with the K. Okay, R I T I C A L Blue B L U E reviews R E V I E W S. So, critical blue reviews and uh, send me a shout out. Okay, but I have been waiting for this movie for a while and I have been waiting for this movie, uh, or I've been anticipating this movie more than. Avengers Endgame to be honest this is this is just me I've been anticipating this film for before Avengers Endgame and it finally came and I get a chance to do my review on it okay so today we build we will so I messed it up ah, I love that we will be reviewing Yes, yes, I'm so excited for this film. I am so happy. I do not know what to do with myself. Yes, so we will be reviewing us. Let me go ahead and and not delay or waste any time because it's a lot of stuff you might have to go through. Um, I am going to go through some stuff with Dave P. Kolb as well. You know, definitely want to get his side of it and his take. Um, but just let me go ahead and give you a log line. So, uh, the log line is about a family that goes on a vacation and, and an overprotective mother intuition is ringing alarms when the world she once knew is no longer her reality, but tries to become the reality of her doppelganger. Now, this story is directed and written by Jordan Peele. He directed Get Out. He wrote Get Out and Keanu, and he produced Black Klansman. Now, the characters in this film, you have Adelaide Wilson, also red, played by Lapita Nyong'o. She was in Star Wars 8, The Last Jedi, Black Panther, and 12 Years a Slave. You have Gabe Wilson and Abraham, played by Winston Duke. He, he was in Person of Interest, The Avengers, and a new project called Wonderland. That'll be coming out pretty soon, I believe this year. And you have Zora Wilson and Ombre, played by Shahada, Shahadi, excuse me, Wright Joseph. And she will be playing on The Lion King that comes out in 2019 this year, actually. Uh, I believe she's playing Little Simba, if I'm not mistaken. And 
She's uh, she was also on Hairspray Live. You have Jason Williams and Pluto being played by Evan Alex. He also played in Kidding and Mani. Uh, excuse me, Mani. Manny. You also have Kitty Tyler and Dahlia played by Elizabeth Moss. She was in The Handmaid's Tale and Girl Interrupted. You have Joseph Tyler and Tex played by Tim Heidecker. He you might have seen him on Cartoon Network. He was uh, on a show called Tim and Eric's Bedtime Stories. Crazy, crazy show. He like, like It's like a cartoon almost. It's a very strange show. I've seen it a few times. And also he played on Ant-Man and the Wasp. You have Russell Thomas and Waylon, played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. He was in the Aquaman and the Get Down. Man, I love the Get Down. So mad to cancel that show. And you have Rain Thomas and Eartha, played by Anna Diop. She was in Titans and 24 Legacy. And at first, I didn't know where to go with this. I was like, hey, do I want to, you know, which, you know, which angle can I hit? But it's just so much um, I can go. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go and I'm going to go through, through the Easter egg. So bear with me. Hopefully you all have seen the movie. I do not want to spoil the movie for anyone. I'm going to do whatever I can and hopefully I don't slip up and say anything. Um, if I do, I might put a space in there or a beep or something so you'll know that i'm going to spoil the movie because it's so much to say it's so much that i i i i want to contain but i can't you know what i mean so all right so i want to go into easter eggs and for those who don't know what easter eggs are easter eggs are just little uh you know nuggets or just like you know when you go easter egg hunting when you find little easter eggs as candy in it and stuff like that that's kind of how it is you're finding little uh symbolisms or not symbolisms but just little anecdotes that's within the film that kind of relate to other things for example uh the first mistake i want to talk about uh, it happened on may 25th of 1986 which about 6.5 million people held hands in a human chain for 15 minutes called hands across america now all my old school cats now i had to be about seven i don't remember or recall that i've seen the shirts i've definitely seen the shirts i think like a couple of uh classmates might have worn that shirt you know and maybe the teachers i might have seen teachers wear that shirt but it was basically where ronald reagan you know had everybody in america hold hands and show how together everyone is and you know there's no racism and everyone is one person and one being and all that stuff but anyway you know so that was the big deal so a lot of you who all saw the shirts that was in the film and saw the uh the tethered from the underground holding hands uh that was that that is what it was about it came from hands across america um you also have the lost boys filming in 1986 in santa cruz if you recall you had the thomas family when they were the thomas family when they were walking with adelaide you had uh i think rain with the mother i think the mother said something the mother said something to russell uh thomas was letting him know that hey they're shooting a film over there and so that's what that's what they were doing they were shooting the lost boys 
over on the uh, Santa Cruz. You also have Adelaide pulled into the Tyler family home. Uh, remember the scene where uh, Adelaide was trying, well, the Adelaide family was, uh, the Wilson family, I should say, was trying to find shelter with the Tylers. And uh, Mr. Tyler came out and um, all of a sudden a whole bunch of hands. It was like a long shot, not a long shot, but it was, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think of the name of the shot. I had it earlier. But anyway, that's when uh, they showed it a full shot. Excuse me. It was a full shot and it showed like a bunch of hands come reaching out of the door. Because normally, because uh, that's what you would call like, like uh, homage to Japanese films. And so you would have, uh, I've never seen anywhere else. I haven't seen any American films do this whatsoever. I've only seen Japanese films do this. And so like normally what it is, is you'll have like a person look in the room and they'll pan, the camera will pan the room to show that nothing is in the room. And then they'll do a full shot of the person getting ready to leave. They haven't left in front of the entrance of the doorway yet. As soon as they get ready to leave, a bunch of hands will reach out and scare everyone and grab that person to pull them into the door when they just they didn't see anybody there so it was a little bit different to do because um of course you knew uh uh not even uh mr uh, tyler was there what's the name tex so tex all right so that's the other thing too where we won't be confused see you have the doppelgangers the human version of the doppelgangers they all have their names and then you have the ones that come from the underground they also have their names as well so i'll let you know which one is which so you won't be confusing so tex is actually the doppelganger that came from underground that represented josh taylor you know the family that um had the nice house and all that stuff so so yeah so but back to the uh the hands pulling Adelaide inside of the house that was a nod to Asian horror films um you also have the Michael Myers jumpsuit but it's red though with the leather Michael Jackson glove you know what I mean like that red jumpsuit though that, that's 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 what was being rocked right now so you know we ain't rocking the gray the gray joints or the black joints we rocking the red joints that's what we doing so anyway, also the uh, the Grady twins. So if you're not familiar with the Grady twins, the Grady twins came from The Shining. And this movie, Us, had twins of their own. They had the Tyler twins. Now, just to kind of give you, you know, the connection, what Jordan Peele did was have the Tyler twins die in the same position that the Grady twins died. You know, just playing homage. You also have Jordan Peele when you had young Adelaide walk to the the vision quest, you know, to find yourself or the house of mirrors, as some people call it. Uh, but it was called the vision quest. Um, so when Ad young Adelaide went to the vision quest, actually, that was Jordan Peele that was speaking at the entrance. That was, you, you know, uh, inviting all the participants to come inside the vision quest. So that's what that was about. So actually, that was uh, your boy Jordan Peele himself. Um, you also have the Fruit Loops uh, scene where Jason, Jason Wilson, was uh, they were sitting at the dinner table. I believe they were at the Tyler's spot. They were at the Tyler's house, and that was a nod to Get Out with the Fruit Loops, uh, the whole Fruit Loops situation. 
You also have Jeremiah 11:11, And that scripture reads, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. Though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. So what I got from that, you know, everybody has their own interpretations. But I mean, I feel like it's self-explanatory. It's basically, you know, guys like, hey, you know, I'm bringing evil up here. I, you know, I'm not really feeling what's going on up here. I'm bringing evil up here. You won't be able to escape. And what's going to happen is you're going to cry to me like, hey, God, you know, what's going on? What gives? And I'm going to say, huh? What? That, <laughs> that's what that's what that's what I would say. You know, that, that's that's what that's what God's saying. You know, hey, God, help me. Help me. What? You know, so he, he's not going to hear you, you know. So but um, hold all jokes aside. I, I felt like um. 11 11 you, you'll see that number a lot throughout the movie it's on clocks it's on walls you know you'll see it a lot a lot of you know, you'll see that symbolism a lot and also to the uh the homeless man his name was jeremiah and actually he was the first one to get uh murdered actually by his doppelganger um to make the first stand so that was that was pretty interesting um, you also have, I, well, I was going to talk about how the scissors with the dual handle represents both sides of the coin or the handle that functions together. But now nah, I'm not going to talk about that. That's lame. Anyway, uh, so I do want to talk about subliminals, you know, like there are a lot of subliminals that happen in this film. And that's what people are looking for uh, Jordan Peele to do now, like. I see why people are trying to compare him to M. Night Shyamalan. I feel like Jordan Peele has a better run than M. Night Shyamalan. Like, you know, he, you know, M. Night Shyamalan had a nice run with the Sixth Sense, but, you know, he kind of fell off a little bit and he's been kind of, you know, wavering. I think he kind of got the big head and fell off a little bit, but he, he's a little back. He's back now. He had, he's making some good movies now, but, you know, a lot of people were making a lot of, you know, comparisons, you know, to, you know, I guess the twist and also you know, certain, uh, subliminal messaging, but I think, uh, Jordan might have more subliminal messaging than, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, let me know. But, uh, one of the, one of the quotes that was in this film were we're Americans. And that's what red said. Now red, you know, people like who's red now red is Adelaide's doppelganger. Who's Adelaide? Adelaide is the mother, the wife, Lapita Nyong'o that's the character that uh, Lapita Nyong'o is playing and Red is the other character that came from the bottom and now she's here so that uh saying we're Americans what does it mean so a lot of people were saying many different things uh I've heard people say you know it represented the underground railroad it represented drug the drug epidemic or just homelessness, you know, just homeless people in the world where you're like, hey, you know, don't take a knee for, you know, don't take a knee, you know, during the national anthem. That makes the soldiers look bad and you're not doing anything for the uh, veterans that are homeless. You know what I mean? And so it's like a slap in the face. So, you know, like situations like that. And I can I can so I can totally see that. 
I could totally see all of that. I could see the Underground Railroad thing. I could see the drug epidemic because when uh, they were doing the dual uh, imaging or, or maybe not, not not necessarily the dual imaging, but when they were going back and forth showing between Adelaide and Red what she had, what they had to go through when they were at the carnival. Uh, for some reason, well, not for some reason, Red's, uh, Red's storyline was more so... They looked like they were on drugs. You know what I mean? They looked like everybody in that uh, in that tunnel, you know, where all the bodies were. It looked like they were on drugs, and they were just flinging around or whatever the case may be. And it kind of felt like you were at in the Carter from uh, New Jack City. That's what it felt like. It felt like the Carter. So, but I I, I felt it was more so a forgotten uh, group prepared to revolt that's what i got from that story but you know everybody's up to their own interpretations and that's what it's all about you know i you know i i'm not going to be uh an opinion nazi i'm not going to cut anybody opinion down you know just say you know let me hear your side and i you know tell you mine and we go from there so you know that's cool you know what i'm saying so but that's what i think i think it's more so uh a forgotten a forgotten group prepared to revolt um, what I also noticed in this film, I noticed the difference in wealth uh, between the Tylers and also uh, the Wilkins. And Gabe was trying to keep up, was trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, he he sees what they have, you know, like the Joneses, uh, not the Joneses, the uh, Tylers, they have a boat. So, you know, now Gabe needs to get a boat, you know what I mean, even though it's not doing that well. So I, I felt, you know, I, I caught that. Um, also, uh, was thinking about like while Red was with her real family up top, Adelaide was in the bottom, but the parents were more together at the top, but more separate. Oh, excuse me, they were more together at the bottom, but more separate at the top. Now, I don't know. I, I had to think about that because I was looking at it. I was like, wow, you know, when they were at the carnival, the family didn't seem that together. And it was the 80s. So I think that was a message, a message, because I noticed where um, you had uh, uh, Adelaide's father, Russell, Russell Thomas, when he was, you know, walking, he was drinking, you know, I guess he had alcohol in his hand. He was like throwing the ball at the you know the bottles and all that stuff and you know he was doing all of that and um but when they were walking it was so much space between them you know like they weren't together like they had the girl behind like kind of like far behind you know what i mean it was like kind of unsafe you know what i mean i and i don't know i i don't think that in the 80s it was that safe where you could just leave kids that far behind them like feel like they, they can get snatched up especially in the 80s so um I, I kind of felt that, but then when they went to the bottom with the tethered, every they were a little bit more closer. Now I don't know if if, if the because the hallway was smaller, that could be a possibility. But no, nah, the hallway was kind of big though. It wasn't big as outside, of course, but you know it was somewhat big to where they had space to move around, and they kind of looked it, they looked together almost. So it was almost like the 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 tethered actually in a way bonded more than you know than the people that's up top you know what i mean like you know people kind of 
you know, tend to stick to their electronics. Like if you think about with um, Zara, which is Adelaide and and Gabe's daughter, like she was, she she kind of seemed distant because she was always on her electronics. And then the kids, the kids today, or people today, I can't say the kids today, the people today are more distant because of electronics. You know what I mean? But I noticed down there, you didn't have any electronics. So you only depend, depend on each other. You know what I mean? And, and that's where it almost can go where the revolt went because they stayed on code. They stayed tethered together. They knew who they were, who they represented, and they knew what they can do. So, oh, so, I mean, I, you're not to get too far away, but, you know, that's where I felt, you know, where the family was, uh, I felt like they were more together at the bottom because I was peeping at it. I was like, wow, like, even though they look like they BSing around, like, you know, they look high or whatever the case may be, but they look more together. And, you know, they don't look happy about it, but they're more together than the the family up top. You know what I mean? So I felt like that was that was kind of interesting. Um, you know, maybe maybe taking life for granted, you know, who knows? So also. Though uh, the tether, their characters were apart, you know what I mean? So, I, I you know, we you know, that kind of adds on. uh uh, kind of adds on to it or whatever so and also um i noticed too it was like i, I was kind of looking around like the people who died off camera and the only person that died in this movie that was black uh was the color you know for those who you know i don't want to spoil it but you know was the color if you can get catch my drift uh so so maybe you can get that. But yeah, but it, it was like no real humans, no real black humans died on this movie. I noticed like everybody who like died off camera, they're like they either were white or, you know, you know, they, they weren't black. I know that much. And I was just I was just kind of looking at the ground. I was like, wait, OK, no black people died that weren't human. You know what I mean? Or that were human, I should say. So um, that was that was interesting. Um, also. I kind of was doing something where something kind of caught my attention while I was looking up the names, the character names from the underground. I didn't know I was going to do it, but I'll do it anyway. So you have uh, Umbre, um, which was the tethered of Zora. Now, Zora, again, is Adelaide's daughter. And Umbre comes from the Latin word shadow, Umbra. Zora is the Slavic goddess of dusk and dawn. So the character's name represents dark and light. You have Pluto. Pluto is the tethered to Jason Williams. Jason Williams is Adelaide's uh, son. Now, Pluto is Roman mythology, was king of the underground. It means king of the underground, mirrored by Hades, the god of hell in Greek mythology. Pluto is also the dog that runs around on all fours. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, so, you know, we're talking about Jordan Peele here. You know what I mean? Um, you also have Jason. Jason is the doppelganger of Pluto. Again, who's Adelaide's son. Um, he likes to wear a mask like Friday the 13th. Jason Voorhees. You know what I mean? So I'm seeing some stuff. And you can also use the glove. You can say the glove was Michael Jackson. You can say the glove was Freddy Krueger without the claws. The jumpsuits, Michael Myers, you know, Jason, Jason, you know, uh, little kid Jason with the mask, you know, represents Jason. So, you know, just little, you know, stuff here and there. Um, 
Now you have Adelaide Wilson. Now this one is a little interesting. So you have Adelaide Wilson. Now Adelaide Wilson was the frenemy of Nell Carter. If we're if y'all if y'all watch, give me a break. I show these are fit. You know, yeah, you remember that? They probably don't. Y'all don't remember that. But anyway, you had Nell Carter and uh, Adelaide Wilson was the frenemy of Nell Carter. And the weird thing about it was, so uh, I guess on her dying bed, she asked Nell Carter to take care of her kids. You know, so I mean, that was kind of, I guess you could say, well, they switched up a little bit in the movie. You know what I mean? So they switched up. You know, well, they didn't really switch up. She was just taking care of her kids. It's not like they switched up or anything. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know. Might not have nothing to do with anything. But um, also, you have the capital city of Australia, which, the you know, that's the name. Um, the, um, uh, the country is nicknamed the Down Under. So um, I don't know. Adelaide. Adelaide is the, I guess, is the city that's there. So, they in the in within that country, the country is called the Down Under. So, all right, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, I, I didn't really get Adelaide's uh, story too tough, uh, or name, you know, the story of her name too tough. But it's cool, you know, we're gonna keep it rocking and rolling. So, you know, you got Gabe Wilson uh, and Abraham. Uh, the Archangel Gabriel appeared on Earth to announce the imminent births of John the Baptist and Jesus. Gabriel visits Abraham to tell him his wife will have a son. Gabriel is the bringer of two children for Adelaide and us. So, you know, you look at that and you have other names, too. As I mentioned before, you have, uh, uh, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I, I didn't tell you who Gabe was. Gabe, you know, of course, was the husband and Abraham is the partner to red and uh you have uh dahlia uh, which means the flower branch in hebrew olive branch or tip of the grapevine um that was the tyler that's the mother uh, and actually not even the mother that's the the tethered uh tyler the mother tethered tethered <laughs> tethered uh tyler mother there we go and you also have Waylon. that's the the father's name uh, Adelaide's father's name in in the tethered Eartha tethered that's the mother Io that's one of the twins Nix that's one of the twins all of these are tethered and you have Tex which is uh which is Tyler Mr. Tyler's name on the tethered side so yeah they all have names so it's not just you know uh doppelganger one two three four is they actually all have names so I you know I think it's a code to it uh with the names so they pick these these names for a reason um now I, I do since we were talking about names and characters i did want to talk about lapita nyango and how she brought a very strong performance embodying adelaide wilson and red i mean i mean her her performance was marvelous adelaide the this character adelaide was selfish and menacing when she was young but as an adult, uh, she's an overprotective mother, even to her enemy's children. Like both times, both times she got out of the got out of the car to like just check on the doppelganger's kids. You know what I mean? If y'all remember that, like she hopped out and was like, 
yo, you know, are you good? You know what I'm saying? And the kid was like dangling from the tree, like, eh, eh, you know, trying to get her and stuff. And she's like, wait, sh calm down. She's reaching, eh. you know, and the same thing with uh, Pluto. You know what I mean? So, yeah, she 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 checked on Umbra and Pluto. You know what I mean? Those are the tethered kids. So, uh, so I, I did, I thought that was dope, a dope character because you know in most movies they're just like we just kill them you know what i mean or at first you would you know kind of be a little hesitant to kill a doppelganger kids that looks like your kids but they're evil but you you know but you'll get over it type of thing that's how they normally do in movies but in this one it was kind of like like she really was she had compassion for them all the way to the end and i thought that was really dope and it was easy it was real good you know easy to feel or whatever and red oh man red red is my favorite character uh red being brought up in the bowels of that physical hell red was a revolutionist even though she could have taken the situation personal she didn't she still wanted to liberate the tethered she wanted to liberate us you know what i'm saying like she started the revolution you know what i mean like 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 her situation i don't want to i don't want to spoil it but her situation made her be like yo you know like i can easily come out and be like i'm coming for you like hulk hogan like i'm coming for you you know but nah like her whole thing is nah man it's about us like she's staying on code and if anybody need to know how to stay on code follow red i mean red is a revolutionist she was like nah it's about us it's about it's about sending a message you know what I'm saying? Now, the thing is, I, uh, yeah, true. Like the whole thing about uh, the whole, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, I forgot the name of it. Um, I can't think of the name of it. Name, name, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting tongue tied. I can't think of the name of it. Hands Across America. Yeah, so you have Hands Across America, which represented a symbol. You know what I mean? It represented a symbol of the tethered to know okay I, I i completed my mission you know now it's next up for you to complete your mission and it shows force because if you think about it when they when they all approach and they're showing that force and they all like holding hands you know in a group you know in a whole in a red michael myers jumpsuit you know what i mean like the bloody the bloody michael myers they rocking the bloody michael myers holding hands so it was kind of like you know you know you want they're showing force you know what i mean like they're going to panic like the the privilege is, is going to panic you know what i mean so they're not ready for that force yeah the idea came from a kid you know what i'm saying and some you know like well you know that's stupid i mean that's fine hey you know it is what it is but you know i you know for i get the story you know what i'm saying the character you know it came from a child and that became a symbol you know what I'm saying? All it takes is just a symbol. And that's and I think that's that's what the point is. And we're talking about Jordan Peele. I mean, you can't take Jordan Peele seriously. I mean, you can if you want. I'm not. So, you know, and it was like, hey, that was her idea. But that was her sign of force. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was dope when it came to Red and what she represented and liberating and wanting to liberate all of her people. And I mean, of course, you know, took things a little personal at certain points, but the job was done. I mean, I, that's one of those things where it's like, all right, I liberated my people. Now I can go ahead and go full vengeance, you know, win, win, lose a draw, win, lose a draw. I've already won. 
You know what I'm saying? As long as my people are free, I am free. Now I'm going for uh, a vendetta, a personal vendetta. Now, if I win that, it's whatever. But I didn't put that personal vendetta before liberating my people. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like that was dope. And that's why I read, you know, it was my favorite character. Um, but I would have to say this. Adelaide was strong enough to break free into the real world while subduing her doppelganger. And Red was strong enough to be captive and break out while liberating all of her people. So what I'm basically saying is the character that uh, Lapita played was the strongest character. You know what I mean? Like, like as much stuff that both characters went through, one broke out. You know what I'm saying? From being a clone. You know what I'm saying? And enjoying the festivities while the other one was taken down below held captive chain and still managed to get out and liberate her people and get everybody on code to break through to this next world you feel me so like i felt like that character was a dope character you know what i'm saying both of them red and adelaide but i you know definitely you know i'm biased toward red but you know i, I definitely thought those were very very dope characters gabe he represented the logical father trope, which uh, they made fun of. And I, I, that, that was pretty cool that they actually made fun of that because a lot of people are tired of that. When you watch, you know, just different movies um, where it's always the father, it's a logical thing. It doesn't make sense. Woman, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, woman, there's nothing in this closet. Look, I'm filling around in the clothes right now. And then all of a sudden, you know, you push too far into the clothes. A big mouth opens up and rips half his body off and it's too late. You know what I mean? So that's what mostly the fathers usually play in those horror movies, though, the logical role. But I like the fact they had fun with it. Uh, they, they sat up there and they had um, they had uh, uh, Gabe talking about is you know getting giving the money like you're looking at your doppelgangers and you're like hey you know i got money i got you know i got a boat you know what i mean so he they really was playing the whole um the logical father trope to a t and also like the stance like you know at first because I, I didn't know you know watching it the first time i noticed how where adelaide told gabe like you're not running the family right now you know what i'm saying but that was his position like he has two positions you know what i mean when, when it comes to abraham which is his tethered version and when it when it comes to gabe there's two versions of him so you have the tethered version his version he can't speak all he can do is you know yell out and stuff like that or you know make you know noises growling noises and stuff like that but his his thing is to be by the side of adelaide you know what i mean you could tell he does anything Adelaide tells him to do. You know what I mean? Um, but he gets the job done. You know what I mean? Like, well, he tries to get the job done. That's the thing. He tries. And so the other version, which is Gabe, is the same way. It's just that it's different. Is that Adelaide is kicked back. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's cool. She's letting him be a man when it's time for him not to be, you know, like he still needs to be the man. But when it's time for her to take over. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, you know, you're Gabe, you know, you're cool, great father, all of this stuff like that. People come to the door. Okay, I'll let you handle it. You want to get crazy? We can get crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I'll let you do all of that. 
She was like, nah, but what was she doing? All right, you know, I'm going to need you, uh, Zora, put on your shoes. You know what I'm saying? Zora, give me your phone. You know what I mean? She was really making, she was doing real things. Like, he wasn't doing anything. He was just trying to scare somebody and it didn't work. He was actually a diversion. You know what I mean? So it worked. You know, like, it kind of held him off for a little minute, but... But that was all it was. Like, like actually, Adelaide was doing everything. Adelaide was rescuing her children. Adelaide was kicking butt. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he, you know, like he had this thing where he was more defensive. Adelaide was defensive and offensive. And so when he was like, yo, like, yo, we need to go to Mexico, you know, and we need to go here and we need to go here, you know, like, like. I forgot what he said, like the micro machine thing or whatever the case, but you know, it, it pissed off. She was like, yo, you're not in control anymore. Like, you, you know, it, it, it's time, it's time to, it's time to, to shift. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not understanding this. Like I, you know, basically she comes from the underworld, so she knows what goes down. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so it's, it's, it, it was, it was dope. It, I, I definitely like, uh, like those characters you have, um, Umbre, uh umbre again of course you know that's the tethered version of zora which is adelaide's uh adelaide's daughter uh, umbre was the most terrifying i mean she was silent and deadly i mean she laughed coming into birth and death you know what i mean like like she she did her thing i i definitely like when she let um zora run because that, that was the cool right thing right like zora didn't take track and field seriously she didn't take her running seriously you know like she was more so into you know being on the phone and all that other stuff but you know uh uh, uh umbre umbre you know she took that serious she gave her a head start and everything she knew she was going to catch her you know what i'm saying <laughs> it was no bother, not, no doubt about it i mean uh red was like you know what i'm saying did a little thing you know uh uh girl run you know did a little whatever and then you know which we call it chill for a minute stretched <laughs> and then took off after i you know she was dope man she was dope i definitely like um that character uh josh josh tyler character was funny um becca and Lindsay tyler they were funny like the whole twin thing like they kept saying the, the same thing jinx double jinx you know what i mean they kept hitting each other and stuff because they, you know it kind of came across as little assholes at first you know what i'm saying um yeah jason wilson you know he was funny uh also he did a good job you know even as pluto um i thought that was pretty cool uh i would love I would love to see the Red family in their own movie. Like, if there was a sequel, I know they're all are dead, but if there was a prequel or something where we could see like the the um, the the Wilson family as the tethered, excuse me, the Wilson family as the tethered, you know, like haunting other people like strangers. You know, I know, of course, it might not have that much symbolism and stuff in it. It wouldn't be a Jordan Peele movie. But I think that would be so dope. I love the fact, you know, of that family. Like, that family could be the new horror, you know, Pinhead. Or, you know what I'm saying? Freddy, Jason. Like, the, the, the new family. Like, you don't have... Like, the test... No, I, I'd be probably best if I said the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't kill alone. Like, he has a family of killers with him. So... 
I feel like this family would be the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know what I mean? Like, like this family is number one in my book. I thought this family was dope when it came, you know, to what they did. Um, you also have uh, uh, Destiny separating them from the 1111 revolt, where you had Adelaide and Red, where they uh, met up, or whatever. And so I guess the question is, you know, you know, is it a God call or not? Because uh, Adelaide, I'm sorry, Red felt that that it was a God call that God looked out. God, it, God felt it was time for them to be on top, you know. Um, so I and then some that feel that it's not a God call that, you know, they just they just willed their way up there. Like that's how strong Red was. Like, like Red and Adelaide were like some strong characters. Like y'all don't understand how strong these characters were in this movie. Like, like to go through all of that, and you know what I'm saying. I'm not gonna go back into it, but y'all gonna understand how strong these characters are. Like that, they, they're some dope characters. And some people notice how Adelaide only consumes fruit. Like she didn't eat because like all they ate was rabbit and stuff, like raw rabbits, which was gross. But Adelaide consumes only fruit and water, if you notice that. And I thought that was pretty cool that they didn't really, you know, um, they, they kind of touched up on, you know, what she ate. And she was very selective about what she eats. I thought that was pretty cool. Now, let me go ahead and get into the stuff that I dislike. I don't, don't want to, you know, go too far over what I dislike. Uh, it took too long for Pluto, which is the son of Red, which, you know, uh, Pluto is the tether to Jason, the son. So it took too long for Pluto to set the trap up to blow the car up. Like, I don't know what his trap was about. Like everything was going in slow motion. Everybody got out of the car. You know, it's a trap. Everybody get out. And he's still, you know, you know, snapping his fingers and then it turned into the match and he still didn't like the match yet. You know, so I, I didn't I didn't get I know eventually Jason took control of. Of uh, Pluto, but I didn't understand why he took so long in the first place. He just did it. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't get that. I didn't like that too much. I didn't like the car negotiations with who's going to drive while they're being chased like who killed the most people so she basically locked her mother out of the door or locked locked her mother out of the car that part didn't make sense to me um like it made sense if they knew who, who the mother was but you know it, you know they didn't so like that part didn't make sense at all i didn't like how adelaide ended the battle because i was team red man you know like i like team red i you know i didn't hear people say yay or nay about the end fight scene I thought the end fight scene was dope because I actually had a character that would put on music. You know, I thought the idea of a character that would put on music and dance uh, to a rhythm in his headphones while he's beating up a whole bunch of people. Um, I felt like that was dope, what she was doing, like that whole dance fight number. I thought that was pretty cool and well choreographed. Um, I mean, it's not a superhero movie, but it was good enough for her to be a villain and do that. I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't understand how the Tyler family infiltrated the house, like the uh, the Tyler tethered family infiltrated the Tyler house. 
but mainly the twins being upstairs i don't understand how the twins the tethered twins got upstairs you know what i mean maybe it was a part of the house that they knew about because they knew everything so i use my imagination and assume that there was a back door that they all knew the code to and they just walked in so because they knew everything what i did like i love the opening where jordan puts in a great score at the beginning when they're showing the rabbits he, he's good at doing that he did that uh with get out you know that opening man he makes some he, he has some pretty good music for that opening i mean like i'm nodding my head the whole time you know what i'm saying when i was listening you were waiting for the you know the movie to start you know what i mean so i, I really was into it uh the comedy really made the movie less boring and made slow moments fun uh like i thought about that with cabin in the woods i thought cabin in the woods did a great idea by having com comedic moments during the slow slow points because a lot of you know movies they'll be like you know it'll be very slow and boring and then something will happen to the family and they want you to be want you to care about that family you know that nothing you know like when nothing was happening it was just boring just family loving each other i guess but this one they did a great job in smoothing it out i mean it was like you know like great uh comedic points and to keep you interested in the slow moments you know until something happened i felt like that was pretty good meeting the family and um seeing what they did and see seeing what they can do especially red and ombre thought that was cool seeing how compassionate uh, adelaide toward the children from the underground or from the tethered were i thought that was pretty cool i love how red was the leader of the revolution i mentioned that before i enjoyed the characters nobody uh nobody and i guess another thing is nobody killed others tethered you know what i mean like like the tethers the tethered don't kill their connections not their connections i'm saying it wrong the tethered don't kill other people's connections you know what i mean like if you notice the tethered always paused when it came to other people like when it came to killing themselves they took them out like that you know what i mean it was no problem but when it came to killing themselves like oh no, excuse me when it came to killing other people or other you know like you know people whatever like they always pause they'll wait even with the with the time when they were in the tyler's house and you had um uh what's your name you had uh kitty kitty tyler which was you know mrs tyler or whatever when she was like stabbed up and she was crawling toward tex tex is the tethered version of josh tyler so when she was crawling toward tex he you know reached his hand out and all that so like he didn't even kill her like like uh delilah uh delia excuse me delia came over and slid her throat with the scissors so i feel like you can only kill your own tethered so that makes sense you know in a way on why unless you know that your te the, the tethered is dead i think then you, you that then i think it's open access to kill the tethered or kill the uh the normal people or whatever so anyway i kind of noticed that and so i i uh i'm going to give this score a Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that was going to happen. I thought I was going to get through giving my rating. I didn't know that was going to happen. I'm so sorry. So anyway, I'm going to give this score nine and a half rabbit carcasses that's being on a plate at the fair for you to eat. Yes. Instead of a funnel cake, you're going to get nine and a half plates of rabbit carcasses. Yes. So that's my score. 
And the funny thing about this film, I actually predicted the ending of the film like a month, like two months before the actual <laughs> the actual movie came out. Like two months ago, I predicted the ending of this film. I did. I did. And I have it on film. And I it's if you go to Pod Cemetery, Pod Cemetery, and I give my uh we, we you know we you know at one point we were saying what do we think us is going to be about and i gave my ending and i was right i hit it on the head but um but not to mention i've i've done that with shutter island i haven't even seen shutter island and i guess what shutter, shutter island was about you know uh so um i guess i was like hey um uh spoiler alert i was like hey you know shutter shutter island i think leonardo dicaprio he's he, he he's gonna be the crazy guy he's gonna be in another house you know what i'm saying i didn't see it i didn't want to see it because i just felt like I, I just feel that's what it is man and come lo and behold i asked somebody i asked somebody about it and they were like yeah you know he, he was he was he was the nut job so yeah so in this one um yeah i, I predicted that what was going to happen at the end of this movie well you know that was going to be that and so i did that with six cents i think i in the middle of the movie I, I figured you know about bruce willis you know spoiler alert bruce willis was dead in six cents but um yeah so but I, I would i would have to say it was a dream i had i'm gonna give you a quick dream if i have time you can cut it off um if you want but if you want to keep continue to listen you can um there was a dream i had where I was in my mother's house. I was staying in my mother's house at the time. I was very young and I was looking in the mirror and my mother called me and said it was time to eat. So, you know, I had my posters up all on the wall, Busy Bone, Nas, Method Man, you know, all these guys on the wall. And so I, I jerk like so I'm in the mirror. I'm faking for some weird reason that I'm going to go grab you know go leave out of the leave out of the room to get some food and so i jerk and pretend like i'm going to leave and my image in the mirror actually moved because i was staring at the mirror so like the image in the mirror moved and then they try to get back to get back in place and i'm looking at myself like whoa did that just happen like what the hell was that you know so i touched the mirror and so he grabbed my image, grabbed my hand and started pulling my arm back, pulling my arm into the mirror. So as, as it's pulling my arm into the mirror, you know, I'm freaking out. I'm panicking. But the crazy thing is I'm looking at my facial expression in the mirror and I know I'm panicking, but I'm looking at my face and I'm smiling at myself. And so as I'm trying to pull away from the mirror, like I use like I was a stupid kid. So I what I did was I tried to touch the glass or touch the mirror to like kind of propel myself back you know away you know trying to pull my right arm out and it attaches my left arm so at this point i'm just screwed so i'm just like i can't i can't you know kick you know kick the dresser you know i'm trying to like position myself to pull back on the dresser to pull myself out but i can't because i'm being pulled in to the mirror looking at myself with a sly smirk on my face and the next thing you know i'm laying on the ground and i get up and then i get up i look at the mirror and i'm on the opposite end and i look out and i see myself my mother is calling my name like in the mirror you know i hear her calling my name like come on your food is getting cold 
she was like you know little critical your food is getting cold that's what she said so anyway so um i was like like my reflection answered and she said yes ma'am and he looked at me and smirked and he left out of the room and i'm just standing there looking at myself in the mirror well not looking at myself in the mirror excuse me i'm standing there looking in the mirror at no reflection of myself and I turn around and everything, like my poster, my busy bone was facing the other way. Nas was facing, like all of my posters were facing the opposite way and the names were spelled backwards. You know what I mean? Like in the mirror, like a mirror reflection. And that's the life I was living in. And I woke up like in a cold sweat. So what I and, and then from that dream, I knew I knew exactly how this, how this movie ended. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so that's what helped me figure out you know how this movie ended that i knew that you know how the ending was going to be two months ago you know so some people are impressed some people aren't some people are like hey man you know you know there's people that figured out the movie they stood up in unison and was like hey i know the ending of this movie you know they all said it at once and i was you know and i was like okay you know all right you know cool <laughs> shout out so anyway um you know it is what it is so I, I i thoroughly enjoyed it and if you didn't i'm so sorry i you know i'm pretty sure there are other movies that's gonna you know that you're gonna enjoy i talked to a few people some people were like oh, i was cool or i expected more or blah 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 or it was it was stupid you know so you know you, you got you got you got really different you know opinions which is fine you know what i'm saying like like you know being in that situation of being sucked into a mirror and looking at your reflection go eat your mother's best you know gizzards chicken gizzards you know what i mean like that 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 was very hurtful you know what i mean that was very hurtful and to watch this movie and to feel that same anxiety that i felt when i was trapped inside the mirror you know what i mean so yeah so that's what it was but um yo again you know hit me up critical blues reviews on instagram so uh give me a shout out tell me what you think this is my review of us one <laughs>